Howdy friend, welcome to Homegrown, I'm your host R.P. Smith. We wrapped up another fair here in Custer County, with just a day before the high school rodeo season starts. It seems like I'm putting together another homegrown in a hurry. An inch of rain in the gauge Friday morning helped slow the pace a little. This was our youngest son Caleb's first fair as a participant. The sheep were a little tough for him to handle. He ended up abandoning the standard hand positioning and chose locked hands around the neck instead. This did not allow for much control of the animal he was showing. Even though his feet were leaving tiny trenches in the arena sand as he was dragged around the show ring, the locked hands around the neck allowed him to dance with the one that he came with, not something the standard show form was accomplishing. His market beef animal worked a little better for him. He was outweighed by 1,100 pounds, but he was getting along pretty well. Caleb was doing a good job with his show stick to set the calf up, and for the most part the calf was cooperating. As the judge was giving his placings in the showmanship class, the calf next to Caleb reached out and kicked him. It does not take a lot to launch a 47-pound 4-H'er. By the time I got to him, the ringman had him picked up. He had taken a hoof in the upper thigh, so when he said he could move his toes, I figured he was okay. If that upper leg bone had been broken, we sure would have known it. The kick must have caught him just right for a lot of altitude. By the time he showed in the market beef class, he was traveling pretty well, and by evening it was far enough in our rearview mirror that we forgot to take a look to see if it was even bruised. Caleb had started for a week a little beat up. The Mason City Rodeo had been the week before. His three older brothers were all up in the saddle bronx, but they were not all up the same night. Caleb had watched the mutton busting on Friday, and after thinking about it for 24 hours, decided he might want to give it a try. I was not sure what the age limit was on mutton busting, so we went over to the rodeo office to find out. You could not be over six and a half or over 50 pounds, so he qualified according to the scale. His interest in rough stock had caught me by surprise, so we went back behind the buck and shoots for a quick tutorial on the finer points of sheep riding. Since I had never ridden a sheep either, I applied what I'd learned watching the older boys ride saddle broncs. Turn out your toes, keep your chest out and your chin down, and wait for the pickup man. I probably would have been better off if I hadn't mentioned that part about waiting for the pickup man, because there wasn't one. Caleb stayed in the middle of that sheep real well, and it seemed like the by the time that old ewe had run 200 yards with 47 pounds on its back, she might have slowed down a little bit before she hit the fence. Caleb said I could see the fence coming, and I knew it wasn't going to be good. You tend to land where you're looking, and he must have been looking that fence over pretty well. He lost some height off his face, but the tooth fairy did not come to our house that night. The buckle that he won along with the dollar prize money plus the quarter that I had found behind the chutes that I put in for added money. Caleb has passed two of his three older brothers in rodeo winnings. Let's visit a poem that will be on my next CD. In fact, it's the title cut called Yahoo at Wahoo. It was Yahoo at the Wahoo Middle School Rodeo. The calves were running hard and the horses moving slow. Competitors from Nebraska, Iowa, and Mizzou 
came to town to strut their stuff while slogging through the goo. A steady, cold drizzle that persisted through the day could not cool the enthusiasm of those who came to play. The shoot doggers needed scuba suits. The judges rode a boat. The nanny slamming moved to higher ground for fear they'd drown the goat. No need to drag the arena for the barrels and the poles. The liquid in the arena floor just filled back in the holes. If it had gotten any colder, the arena would have froze. The stock all looked like dragons with steam blowing from their nose. The barrier at the rope and chute was held up with a buoy. Each horse would kick it as they passed and left the signature so gooey. Tie down roping was a team event. This went a little far. While the cowboy tried to tie the legs, the calf was given CPR. At the buck and shoots, a new duty was put upon the clown. He was required to mark the spot where he saw the rider go on down. Then a search and rescue team brought in from Omaha would send down a diver to locate him and from the muck to draw. The first rodeo ended up at four and the sun came out to shine. They chose to start another one and this would go just fine till the thunderheads came from the north and the wind began to blow. You parents quit your whining. The kids came to rodeo. The pouring rain soon filled the crow's nest completely to the brim. Chances of finding more survivors were looking fairly slim. Like cowboy games through history, you could not drench the spark. A rodeo took place on a tougher day, the day that Noah filled the ark. Thank you. Thanks for riding along this morning on Homegrown. Hope you can join me next time and that you have a great week. I'm R.P. Smith.